Hello everybody, I'm clicking and I'm clacking. Bullet here is a rubbing and a rabbing. And um, we are doing alright. We are more upbeat than usual. Why? We don't know. A bullet's always upbeat. I'm just me. Um, sometimes I'm a droop. But uh, that's just life. What are you going to do? Uh, something I want to start doing a little more. Um, promoting my social media. Um, if you want to get a hold of me. Just whether you want to follow other parts of what I'm doing in my advocacy. If you want to, you know, look into see other things I'm doing. Uh, see how I'm dressing and all the other subject matters I'm tackling just by myself. Uh, you see more videos and pictures of Bullet. See some stuff of my family and um, see me rant and yell. See me uh, show emotion. So much. Um, mainly you want to follow me on Instagram and TikTok where I am my blurred opinion. Um, so... If you know the name of the podcast, you know how to get a hold of me on social media. I will respond back to you and, uh, yeah, just say hello. Say where where you uh, found me from. Um, but, yes, let's get into this. I uh, appreciate you guys. We're getting closer and closer to episode 200, and I'll be honest, I don't have an idea what I'm going to do for it, but I'll figure something out by then. But uh, thank you for being with me this long and on this journey with me. It's I'm learning a lot about myself, so thank you, and uh, let's get into this great guest. Thank you, guys. I know I say thank you a lot, but I am very appreciative of all of you, even if you are silent. I won't mention any names, just all of you, um, but people are listening. I can see the numbers, so, um, but yeah, I'll see you in a few seconds. Ooh, I messed up. Alright everybody, I am here again. Um, yeah, it's been a minute since I've done one of these, uh, just because I have so many in the in the vault there. But uh, I found this wonderful person on Podmatch, and she's got like a very upbeat personality, which is nice because uh, you know sometimes I'm not always like not, I shouldn't say I don't want to do these. It's just some days are better than others, especially with mental health. It's like, oh yeah, let's do this. And sometimes I need the guest to just kind of you know, brighten me up and make me feel better about myself because, man, some days are just a struggle. But uh, I do genuinely love doing these and, and um, I appreciate the, the friendships and relationships I, you know, make through this. But, uh, yeah, she has a story that, uh, again, needs to be told. And um, like I said, I, I just, I like discussing all kind of issues and topics. And, um, yeah, we're going to just delve right into it. So you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and, um, and tell us your name, obviously? Sure. My name is Rhonda Parker-Taylor. I'm an author, um, an entrepreneur, and an academic researcher. Uh, as far as um, life, I, I try to be committed to mastering it rather than um, trying to build, build it on achieving personal goals and aspirations. Um, why I say that is because I find I, I feel more fulfilled if I'm actively seeking joy and inspiration through those personal goals and inspirations. And one might say, well, how do you become an author and an entrepreneur and an academic researcher um, without setting personal goals? Well, personal goals are there, but what I find is I have to be willing to go through the wins and the losses also um, to make sure that I um, completely, you know, fulfill myself and, I wasn't always academically strong. So um, as far as disabilities, I um, I would I have have learning disabilities. How many of you ever ever have flunked kindergarten? Well, that was me. I was the one that flunked kindergarten, and I never really um, grew academically until later on in life. So um, my learning disabilities and my inability to understand, you know, basic concepts held me back at first. Um, but then once I learned um, how to thrive and accept my challenges and undertake it, I grew this commitment to mastering things and not looking at it as a path fail. Yeah. See, I never failed kindergarten, but like <laughs> I, I was, I, no, but I, I failed first grade. So yeah. just the next step over, and the reason I failed it is just you know I, I'd gone through a lot of trauma at that point, and and, and um, I had my eye condition hard, had already fully kicked in, but 
But I also went through uh, molestation in school. Um, I went through a lot of bullying, um, not by just not just by the kids, but also by teachers. And so I was like just in a I was just a mess. But why I failed first grade, I don't even like it was never really fully explained to me because I went through first grade. It's not like my grades were terrible or anything because you don't really need to have good grades. It was just like the school just kind of just forgot and was just like, oh, yeah, he's back for first grade. And, you know, you have a new teacher, but, you know, you're doing this again. And it's like there, there was never like a real reason why. Um, I, I also, I mean, I wasn't very vocal or anything cause I was just, you know, I was tormented. So I was, I was just one of these kids that just, you know, unfortunately was abused and depressed and whatever, but I don't even really fully know why, but yeah, I mean, I kind of understand your situation. Okay. Well, I, I, I did get a reason and that was, they felt my maturity level was not, um, where it should be for me to be able to excel and that kind of ended up my stigma all through school you know and and i what i found is i tried to be i tried the opposite instead of you know fighting and i tried to be the social one and have you know and try to be the one that supported everybody and be the caregiver of everybody's emotions so um i wasn't necessarily bullied by students but i would say that because they all accepted me because of that that um, seeking joy through through others and and engaging in activities that were pleasurable that were social, um, but at the same time the maybe the teachers at first didn't understand me and didn't understand where my strengths and weaknesses were until I found a mentor later on in 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 my high school years that understood some of the challenges that I went through and she took me by the hand and helped me pass all the proficiency tests so I could graduate. And that was the, kind of the turning point. So sometimes we have to find strangers yeah. that are good mentors to help us stay focused, find the lessons and things and accept what our real skills are. And that's what I, I what my um, journey and path ended up being. And that, that was being able to accept that, okay, I had certain limitations, but like, I can't do math in my head, but I have a doctorate. Sure. Well, how can you have a doctorate without doing math in your head? Well, you know, once you get past a certain age, you know, you, there's all kinds of, you know, Excel and, you know, all these different um, programs that you're allowed to use in, in, in greater education. Ask me to do any kind of even simple um, adding and subtracting in my, my, my head. And, you know, if it gets past one digit, you know, you're, it's going. I'm going to pull out a calculator. Yeah. You know, it, it, my mind just doesn't work that way. Same thing if I'm shooting a text, for instance. My learning disabilities, um, I could think everything's right in the text until until I hit send, and then I'll see the six typos. It's like my brain doesn't even see it. Sure. It's put the right words in there. So. Um, you know, everybody, and I tell a lot of people that I work work with now in my mentoring um, practice that everybody has some kind of disability. And it doesn't necessarily mean it has to be learning disabilities. It could be emotional. It could be, you know, um, trauma that they've gone through. So some kind of PTSD or whatever, um, whatever you, you know, people have gone through in their life. And it your body memorizes every one of those negative experiences. And for every one negative experience, you may have had a hundred positive ones, but your body memorizes those negative ones for some reason. And um, it's like it's coded, you know, into your makeup. So it's important that you don't allow that sadness to block your joy. Yeah. Well, I like, you know, what you were saying when it comes to, how you kind of like having a disability it's like you know you kind of have to have the world like you have to acclimate the world to your disability like you find a way to do it it's just there's always another alternative route you just have to find it it's not easy but it's like yeah there is a way to do math in your head if if you you find the proper way because there's things that just don't work for you that's why we have those IEP meetings and you know that we have certain conferences that just say, Hey, like, okay, he needs extra, he or she needs extra time. But if you give them and you allow them to have the proper, whatever technology and the proper time, 
they'll figure it out. You just got to give it to them. You got to understand that there's certain, like for me, chalkboards were horrible for me because of my vision. It was just very hard to see. Now, I could see it if I was up close, but then the other students couldn't see it because I'm in the way. So it's like at some point you just kind of have to have the teacher either take the notes for you or you have someone to help you or – you know, whether after class they allow you to come write it down, however you find ways to do it, or you use a recorder. Um, there's just different ways of going about it. But that's that's one of the things I've always loved interviewing people with disabilities is like trying to find their ways and their methods and, and the tools that they use to kind of get through life because it's different. And it's different for every disability. And, and, and you could have the same disability and they may use different things. It's, it's, it's always right. fascinating to me because it's – it's, you know, I, I think in the beginning, we, we kind of get very shameful. Like I have this thing called a, um, a CCTV. It's just this big TV that has like a, a moving tray where you put a book on, or put anything underneath and you can read. And I would have them in my class and especially in high school where you're starting to grow up, obviously puberty and all that. And you're trying to get people to like notice you, but not for the reasons, you, you know, that they're noticing you for but with the, when it comes to the disability and things. And I had one like almost in the front of the class and um, I would sit there and as we're reading Hamlet or whatever we're reading, it's in the front of the class and, you know, some kids would come up and stick their hand underneath and go, hey, look at that. Um, but as time goes on, it's like you, you start to realize these are the things that are like important and these are the things that are like, it's it's great to have these things. It's, there's nothing shameful of having it. Obviously, when you're a teenager, you know, it's hard to see that kind of stuff, but yeah, it, it's great when you, you realize like what, you know, because there's times where I'm sitting on the couch and I'm just like trying to watch TV and I realize like, oh, dumbass, you're visually impaired. You can't sit back here. And I can just laugh it off and I go up and sit in my recliner and I sit closer to the TV and I watch watch a show. But I don't like sit there and dwell on it like, oh, my God, look how close you are. This is stupid. Like, but years ago, I'd be very shameful and sad about it and whatever. But yeah, I, I don't know, like I'm, I'm rambling, but I, I, I love how everyone has the, their own unique techniques and, and tools to, to, to get through life. To well, navigate. and it's building resilience when you accept your limitations. Yeah. You can build the resilience and get inner strength to develop a growth mindset versus a limiting life, uh, uh, mindset. Yeah. You're, when you stigmatize yourself, you limit yourself. So, um, Maybe I would never have became a best-selling author of Crossroads, you know, because I might not have ever made myself vulnerable to put my writing out there knowing that I, you know, that this is an area that is very difficult for me. And yes, I had to spend extra time editing. And yes, I had to do put all the things in, 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 um, in the infrastructure of my world to make me successful. You know, but at the same time, it's a, I learned that working on my skills and learning from others allowed me to build that resilience yeah. at all times. Sure. And then I was able to t- undertake challenging acti- activities such as writing my first fiction novel. Sure. And it allows you, you to kind of accept your, like, because, you, you know, I, I would imagine, at least for me, it was in the very beginning, it was like, it was hard to accept, like, okay, I can't drive. Like, I really hurt my feelings because it was like, oh, man, everyone else drives. Like, uh, it, it's already one notch against me. It's one one X. And then as you go on, like, obviously in life, people try to tell you just by stigmatizing you by going, hey, well, you can't do this, you can't do that. But, like, as you go through life and you experience it and you run into walls, you start to realize like what your real limitations are and you're able to accept them a little easier and tolerate them more because you found other ways to do other things that you couldn't imagine doing. Right. And when you have set a positive mindset for yourself and an outlook on your life, then you get, you gain a feeling of inner peace and well-being. Yeah. And so that will help you with all the other limitations that come along with the trauma of having these, these limitations. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's very important for you to be able to, um, accept them and have the freedom of a free freedom to pursue your own interests and passions. Yeah. You know, um, it, it's very, it's part of self care really. When you think about it, if you can accept yourself for who you are and every, every good and every bad in that you're really becoming self-aware and have a clear perception of your own personality, strengths, weaknesses, 
and beliefs and that that's motivation motivational plus it's and freeing emotionally because when you compare yourself to what we might consider the norm my dad used to always tell tell me as a child you know and I used to get mad because usually it's when I wanted something he would say this but you know because there was five of us and he's saying quit comparing yourself to others yeah and when you compare yourself you take away your own purpose and you know I you know whether it was a friend that maybe got a better car or a sibling that got to do something that you know because I was one of the younger ones that and I couldn't do it if I compared myself I lost my own purpose. And really what ends up happening is I ended up destroying myself and, you know, not practicing self-care. I wasn't having any mindful state at all of, of my of my strengths when I did that. Yeah. Yeah, it's really easy to kind of get off the path that you're on because there's so mm-hmm. many traps and there's just so much there that you just – it's – you know, it's almost like a kid mentality where you see something, you go, "Ooh, look at that!" And then you just you just randomly just walk off, and it's just like because there's so many things there that you can just uh, just pass by, and it just catches your eye, and then you realize it's three days later, and you're like, "Oh my god, I'm still here in this stagnant world where I'm being very complacent and I'm not doing what I need to be doing." And I told myself I was gonna do this and do that. Like I was talking about something on TikTok the other day, or just about how I don't like to like I I was in a depression mode at one point but I I allowed the depression to take over me because of I knew how much I could fight it off if I really wanted to I just wanted a day to just kind of kind of heal but I wanted to take in the depression and just live with it but I knew like years ago I would have allowed it to take me for weeks and months and whatever and I'm like I I know what I can handle at this point and so right. I just wanted a day to just kind of feel the pain and, and, and just because it was just something actually happened. And I'm just like, you know, there's nothing wrong with being down about this. Um, but I knew it wasn't going to take me off my path for long. It was just something I just needed to take a pit stop and just just rejuvenate and come back the next day stronger. Um, yeah, and yeah. deal with that sadness. So okay, yeah. you gave your a day and set that limit okay i'm only allowing myself to feel the sadness or you know whatever anger or whatever the the emotion that someone might be feeling out there in your audience and you know identify what what you're feeling and and say it's okay and i'm okay just and then just keep telling yourself i'm fine i'm okay i just feel sad or you know whatever it may be and 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 practice going through the process of washing that clean to find joy again and maybe it does take a day but set that limitation of, of I call it myself my self pity party day you know where you yeah. just say hey you know I, I, I it's just been a, a bad bad day but then honor yourself consciously for overcoming that yeah for sure you know joy doesn't come from others it comes from yourself and from within yourself so if you can interrupt those negative thoughts about yourself and replace them with state statements that honor yourself I'm fine I'm whole I did my best you know I love myself whatever the affirmation that you know is best for you mm-hmm. then what ends up happening is you end up appreciating um, yourself now, for me, I like when I read, sometimes I do reading to, to pull myself into a, a positive state. Um, I might, I find sometimes it's better for me to not only visually do it, but also hear it. So I will have my computer read it to me as I read with it sometimes because it seems like it becomes more a part of me. Yeah. Sometimes you can hear from other people things that you that really help um, redefine that mindfulness moment, <clears throat> and it might jog you just enough, you know, to stop judging yourself. We're not good or bad, you know. Instead, you know, we want to be mindful that meaning uh, mindful that life is worth living in the moment and appreciating who we are for our uniqueness. Yeah. Yeah. 
yeah, I had some things happen, like I lost a job and, and certain things happened recently in the last couple of months. And I had to kind of figure out what I was complicit in, not, not necessarily the job part, but just me in life. Cause I was like, you know, I haven't taken any real time to heal in life. Cause life just continues to move quickly. And it's like, there's, there's parts of me, even though I'm, it's just, I'm 35 years old and the disability, the, 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 the disease that I had was 31 years ago. It's like, I, I don't know if I ever really took a whole lot of time because life just kept going and it kept hitting me and I just never really took the time. And I just then went into teenage years and other things kept happening and then dating and all these other crap that just, and life just kind of went out of control. And I was like, you know, I want to take these two months to just heal me, but also look deep inside and see what problems I'm causing. And one of the things I realized is I always knew I was, uh, I wasn't like the most disciplined and I was very, like, I'm a good person, but I just, I, I was, sometimes it was very hard to just to stick to something. And I don't know if it's an OCD, I don't know what, but I was like, you know what, I've had this white dry eraser board in my apartment forever. I barely use it. And I'm like, I'm going to use this for good because I'm going to, because it's sometimes like I would have a, a week off of work and I would go, you know what, I'm going to get all these things done. And I would, I would look at the list when that week ended and I would see like two or three things done and there was like 10 things on there and I'd be pissed at myself. And I would just, I would internalize, internally just destroy myself. Like, oh my God, see, you can't do anything right, blah, blah, blah. And then, so with this board, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to write down, I wrote down some goals I want to complete in the next four years. And some of them I'm really working on and, and already making strives to. But then um, on the other side of the board, I'm writing down like really mundane goals. Like, hey, t like, let's say, like I have the podcast interview on there today, just one, so I don't forget, but also just so uh, like when I'm done this, I can write a check mark next to it. But I'm not even just right. doing important things. I'm writing down, hey, wipe down countertops in the kitchen. Hey, text so-and-so. Hey, you know, whatever. Just feed my cat. Just things like that. Just I'm writing these things down and then I write a check mark next to it because it's an accomplishment. <laughs> and it's slowly starting to build discipline because now I'm also because – I, another thing that like was hidden that I was like, oh, I'm not that disciplined. But then I was like, hey, you have been doing your podcast for three and a half years and you never thought you would ever do anything for three and a half years. So maybe if you can attribute certain characteristics like you're using within the podcast, maybe you use that for exercise because you consist, you're constantly up and down with wanting to, to exercise. So now I'm exercising five to six times days a week. And just little by little, I start to build up confidence in myself. I'm starting to like myself more because I'm starting to put on a little more muscle. I'm starting to just some of the some like some of the things that are coming out of this whole uh, trials that I'm trying to accomplish here are, are really kind of coming to fruition. And now I'm I'm starting to like myself more. So it's really been this journey that I've been on in the last two months that really has kind of surprised me and 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 what's come out of it. Right. I, I, I can completely understand that. It To me, it's about not giving up. You're talking about your podcast for three and a half years and you never thought, that's persistence. Yeah. You, know, you, per, you were persistent. And persistence, to me, overshadows even talent most of the time. Because yeah. you're out there trying. My, my, my um, being from the Midwest, they would say, you know, they would call that grit. You know, you've got the grit to pr push through even when when things aren't optimal. You know, um, what if, you know, what if you were like Mike standing the the surfboarder and you got attacked by a shark? Would you get back out there? You know, would you do it? You know, um, adversity happens to everyone, and we can't avoid it. You, you talk about losing a job, or you know. Um, something that derails your life. It could be, you know, one of our fur babies getting sick or what, you know, um, you know, a family member or even ourselves and maybe our, uh, you know, your own, our own um, mental or physical health um, deteriorates at times. We come down with a cold and we can't get things master what we you normally would master. Well, if, if we can be persistent, then that, overcome some a lot of times the skills that we may not have yeah <clears throat> for sure yeah and you and and as time goes on you learn more and you know like i always mm -hmm. talk about with mental health like one of the things people don't realize is like you're like well i don't really have a reason to live and you're like okay is there anything you like are excited for you're like well i'm excited for the new so-and-so album to come out i'm like all right so when's that coming out 
in, in three weeks. So I'm like, so you want to be alive for the next three weeks, right? Yes, because I want to see, mm-hmm. I want to hear that out. I'm like, okay, so you're you want to be alive for three weeks? That's great. There's a lot that could happen in three weeks. You could find another inspiration, because she, you know, let's say I don't know, whatever. Taylor Swift, who's always in the news, is like, oh, I can't wait for the next Taylor Swift album. Well, she's not saying she's retiring, so she <clears> might put out an album next year. Oh, that's true. Um, maybe I should be alive for her next album. And like, you start to kind of grab onto little things to want to be alive, whether it's like a, a show or something. You're like, I can't wait for the next season. It's like, well, you got three months. So, and it just it kind of builds that just stability there where you're like okay i i there's something there i want to live for and it, it may be small i think a lot of people think you have to hold on to you know a loved one or, or whatever a job or, or whatever your kids or whatever like no you, you just find whatever it is because some people don't have those amenities people don't really have a parent or, or a loved one they might be alone and right whatever it is they can grasp onto to keep alive so be it, because life, you, I think, you know, as much as I do, like, this life can be very cold and lonely and sad and uh, scary, and so you just, you have to grasp onto whatever you can and just kind of hold on to the bumpy ride, and once the storm is over, then, you know, you come back outside, but, you know, it can get really, it gets really scary. And sometimes, you, I think you're on a, a really important point for those in the audience that, that may struggle. Sometimes you have to to not only just find those little nuggets of time, but also plan some of them for yourself. Like for me, I also have a, a um, very unhealthy back. I was born with scoliosis. So oh, okay. um, so sometimes, um, you know, my the aches and the pains may, you know, overshadow uh, the daily joy that I try to practice every day. But then I might say, you know, this is the day I'm going to going to um, book a massage, you know, or take a nap and put, you know, lay flat for my, my back, you know, to, to get rid of the pain a little bit, practicing different ways of pain management that doesn't require m- the medical community. And by doing that, by taking a break from the day-to-day world that, you know, makes things um, hard, I'm nurturing myself. So you're saying find the one or two little goals, little nuggets, and, and also find the one or two things to to put love, you know, towards yourself. You yeah. know, um, whether it be a nap, a massage, a, you know, um, a stretching, or you know, like you said, working out, or you know, listening to you know the sounds of nature. You know, whatever it, that can bring you that joy and remind yourself that your job is not only working out there in the world, uh, accomplishing certain goals, but it's also taking care of yourself. You yeah. know, soak your feet. You know, you know, you don't even. Some people are like, "Oh, I, you know, I don't have money to go get a um, a manicure and pedicure." Well, you don't have to have money to soak your feet in your own home. Yeah. You know, just the simple things that make that bring you um, joy, and then, like you said, finding these little affirmations, maybe a word that can help you contemplate the happiness that you have, and paint a picture, you know, of of yourself that's happy. Yeah, I um, so, so like I I recently like through this two months that I've been on, I've also like my friend of mine told me to get on TikTok, and I'm only talking about because I'm not a big fan of social media, and I only get on because I'm promoting a podcast and I'm trying to advocate for mental health and disabilities and so on. And I was already on other platforms, but I was like, all right, I'll get on TikTok because it's the most popular right now, and I'm like, all right, cool. And and I've I'm developing an audience and and so on. But one of the things I wanted to talk about because being on there for the last two months. Um, I put out a video about just like being original because I'm like, I'm like, hey, I'm trying to love who I am, be who I am, be my own person and be as transparent with the audience by saying, hey, look, I'm trying to because I do like every day, like how I'm feel mentally, just like a mental health blog update. And then I just put out other content throughout the day. And um, and I'm just, you know, I give if if I'm feeling sad, I'm going to say, hey, this is how I feel. I'm not going to just cry because I I need to cry or just because, you know, it, you know, it may draw some, you know, more support or followers. I'm going to just show you if I'm angry, if I'm depressed and if I'm happy, I'm just going to tell you how I feel or I feel just a little off, whatever. And um, one of the things that like I talked about on there is like how many people 
that I follow or I've, I've gone through their videos and I'm like, I don't even know who these people are because they don't share who they are. They just post things, you know, they sell stuff or they post, you know, things where they barely even talk. They make facial expressions or they dance or whatever. And like one of the things I've been so proud of myself is I'm just showing you who I am raw and unfiltered. And I'm like, this is it. Like I, I deal with brain fog. I deal with chronic pain. I deal with my vision. You know, I may get up in the morning. I look like absolute shit, but I'm like, hey, this is a video of me. This is how I feel in the morning. Oh, look, there's my cat. Like, there's nothing fabricated. There's no filters. There's no effects. This is just me showing you kind of how I go through life with a disability, with mental health, and so on. And and it's also, like I said, it's helped. And the podcast is also the beginning of this. But it's helped me to kind of grow as a person and love who I am and not be mm -hmm. shameful of what it is that I, you know, the, the things that I used to be embarrassed about where, you know, maybe I'd wear sunglasses a little more so people wouldn't see that my eyes are a little off. Or maybe I wouldn't, I'd be afraid to show when I'm having a panic attack or whatever because I don't want people to think I'm crazy. Now it's like, hey, right. if you think I'm crazy, you think I'm crazy. I know what I am deep down. I know I'm a good person. And you're going to get the best of both worlds. And you may see some things that are like, oh, that's a, like, why would someone share that? But it's like, hey, you know what? Like, I'm sharing these things with you because there are people out there that don't feel like anyone else is going through it. And I don't want them to feel alone. And if I can reach one person, I know that's like a generic thing to say. But if you can reach one person to help them, then I did my job. And that's kind of the whole thing of being an advocate. So I, I think what you're also showing your audience is a unique way of self-care yeah you know you're showing people that it's okay to struggle and be okay with that yeah. and you, that that social media that you're describing it requires active engagement in your self-care yeah so you're naming it and you're claiming it and you're doing these practices um in the simplest form and that's your communication and it's it's showing your humanity and be, that you're a human being um, in those practice in in your practice of um, identifying your strengths, your weaknesses, and your you know your functioning. You know, um, and you're like you said, if you show one person this sense of energy and vitality, and sometimes down, and you know, you know, it it will give them the confidence to do the same and be themselves. So many times we try to be somebody else, you yeah. know, especially in the social media world. You're always going to find someone bigger, better, prettier, smarter, you know, can do videos faster. They can dance through you or you can't or whatever. You know what I mean? What mm -hmm. if, oh, boy, wouldn't you love to be able to do that? But then you're instead appreciate their uniqueness and then appreciate your uniqueness, your uniqueness um, that you're you're describing in this um, uh episode of your podcast is that you that you're trying to build positive relationships in the good and the bad and that's totally different than one that might be um, someone that can dance and do these very unique um um different types of videos but it's it's equally unique to your to your being and you're making other people's lives more satisfying too yeah, no, I I think everyone should be able to do whatever they want. If they want to dance, mm -hmm. and whatever, I'm just, there's so many of these people that are just wondering why certain things don't go a certain way. And it's like, hey, like, you're not, like, you're not being honest with people. You're not sharing who you are. Like, you can do these kind of videos, but, like, why don't you let us know who you are? Like, what do you like? Like, I don't know anything right. about you. You just dance or you just smile and you right. do effects. Like, I don't know. And I know a, I see a lot of people with disabilities mm -hmm. trying to do the same thing, too, where it's like, man, like, I know you have chronic pain. Talk about that. I'm, every so often, just throw some. You don't. Have, it doesn't have to be, you know, the focal point of your content. But once in a while, say, "Hey, look, man, I'm suffering from this." Because you know how many women. Because there, there are people that probably would look at me and go, "Oh, he's white, so whatever," or he's a man or whatever. He wouldn't understand, even if I do. But it's like just you being a woman, just you being, you know, Hispanic or whatever. Someone may listen to you just a little bit more, and. You know, the fact that you have whatever you you have fibromyalgia or whatever condition you have, it's like talk about it just a little bit every so often. Just throw it in and say, hey, my back hurts. You want to know why? Because of this. Because um, right. it's just there's so many people that feel in the dark and they don't have a voice and they're lonely. And, you know, that that's how everything gets why suicide and so many things are so high right now because so many people are just lost and COVID made it worse and all that. But 
it, everything is just it's kind of upside down at the moment and we need kind of like these shining light voices and I as much as you know I would love to get attention and be the one but like I want to be one of the ones but I don't want all of that I want I want to like I've, I've always tried to bring the whole disability community with me I'm not trying to get popular famous or successful or rich or anything any of those things happen great but I'm if, if I somehow get to a certain you know, success point. I want to bring every, I want to bring the whole disability community with me because there's so many amazing people that are thriving through just traumatic and constant chronic pain and, and whatever else every day, but they're still thriving. And that's, that's just like, to me, it's so beautiful. And so I'm not trying to be a hokey person, but it really is. That's why I try to talk to so many individuals with disabilities because they, they inspire me and I'm, I'm proud to be one of them. And I, I, I would tell you that many years ago, I would never say I was proud to have a disability. I guarantee it. I think that um, one thing that I've learned that, you know, it doesn't matter what your background is. Um, when I wrote Crossroads, um, I wasn't really sure how, where things would go with, with um, being an author or, and writer. Um, and then I um, found a publisher that said, you know, you should reach out to, and, and we'll deliver the letter to Meryl Hemingway. And for those of your audience that don't know who Meryl Hemingway is, she's um, an actress and author, but she's also the granddaughter of Ernest Hemingway, which is, you know, well-renowned author. Right. And um, she has, is as glorious as her life has been and she she was very gracious with her time and her energy um not only for my novel she wrote the the um the forward but she also did a youtube video explaining why she felt like this was an important you know why would a fiction novel be important but she it, she talked about how in her own life you know that she had experienced different types of trauma and her um family history um, made her oblivious to some of her limitations, you know, because of some of the trauma that she'd experienced. And she opened, she also, similar to you, had, start, had started a podcast called Outcomes the Sun. Oh, cool. And it's all about mental health and how important it is that we find balance and harmony in our lives. And I've kind of changed my perspective on who we stigmatize. Because you would think someone that's, you know, acted with Woody Allen and, and had all these different, you know, grand successes would never have had any type of um, adversity, you know, to go along with it. But, you know, she struggles with her own mental health. So if it can happen to someone that you would say, hey, they have everything, then of course it can happen to us. Yeah. I had, you know, a, yeah, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say I had uh Ashton Kutcher's twin brother on Michael Kutcher and he has a mm -hmm. cerebral palsy and you know, their stories though they're like intertwined, they're also so different. Um, but you know, it, it was, it was, it was just this weird faction between the two of them. But like, obviously there was their ups and downs of, you know, inner struggle with, you know, maybe some jealousy or whatever, but also I think, you know, Michael was dealing with certain, um, he was dealing with his own shame towards it because then Ashton is so popular and famous and he, he started to kind of talk about his brother in the public and I don't think he liked it too much, but then eventually realized that that's kind of, it was a beautiful thing and, you know, he's he now owned his own company and he's just doing a lot of great things with his own life and, um, yeah, you gotta, you know, you gotta, sorry, I, I kind of lost my train of thought, but you, you just, you gotta get to a certain place there where you... You just accept it, and um, yeah. And it goes back to the, like the um, premise of why I wrote Crossroads. Anger is cruel, fury is overwhelming, but who can stand before jealousy? Envy makes the bones rot. Mm -hmm. I'd love to be able to take full um, credit for that 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 statement, but it actually is a proverb. You know, it destroys one's peace. Yeah. And you're talking about, you know, a, a very successful family that, that you had on. And and it, it could have destroyed if they hadn't gotten it in line and accepted each other's, you know, uniqueness. 
then it could have completely destroyed their family yeah. and their bonds. You know, so um, it's important that we make a positive impact on others in the world and not, you know, and find that balance and harmony and accept each other's uniqueness and, and stop judging, you know, um, judging of self or others. You know, sometimes it's judging of self and sometimes it's judging of others. You know, it's very, it's, it, that's the only way we can, can find a collective growth and progress um, that will, that will benefit us and find our well-being. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, hell, me and my sister had issues just because, you know, when I was young and she was born, it was like, oh, no, now she's getting all the love and attention. And then as she got a little older, I was I was dealing with a lot of health stuff. And then I was getting more of the love and attention and the jealousy came on her end. And it kind of kind of put a little snag in our relationship to a certain extent because it was like mm -hmm. and, and then we're just two young people with no celebrity whatsoever so you can imagine and I, I, yeah we get so detached from celebrities we kind of think that they're not people and i think some right. of them and then a lot of them they also try to keep a certain image as well so it's like whatever image we see is is you know is, is what we think of them and reality because you're starting to see a lot of celebrities more late coming out with well a lot of them honestly have been killing themselves unfortunately but also you're starting to see a lot of celebrities come out with these rare conditions and you're like oh see they can get that like oh see it's not just every so often just it's, it's not just us it's like they just because they're rich doesn't you know it's like steve jobs died of a you know a really horrible condition and all the money in the world couldn't save him and it's right. like, yeah, like this can happen to you, you know, like to me, when I talk about mental health and depression, suicide, like, you know, I always go to Robin Williams, like how successful mm -hmm. he was. And everyone's like, well, he was broke or whatever. That's not why he killed himself. He killed, I mean, uh, I think a lot of it went into the fact that he just wasn't the same person anymore. He was getting slower with his condition and he wasn't as quick witted and he just couldn't vocalize some of the characters he was doing as he used to and so on. And he just mm -hmm. started to just you know, turn on himself. And, you know, that guy, even if he was broke, that guy could have did a concert. He could have done a world tour of his comedy tomorrow. He could have, you know, they were working on sequels to Mrs. Doubtfire and some of his other movies. So it's like he ended his life because he just, he was, he was on fire inside and he just didn't, he couldn't handle life anymore. But he had all the fame and adoration and love and, and money he could, anyone could want. So, yeah, I think we need to stop kind of separating them as, like, people because they are. It's just, like I said, that celebrity and that image, whatever they show us is what we think and what we know. And, um, right. And the reality is, like, I don't, like, I hate all the tabloids. And, like, I don't want to, I, I want to know what, I don't even really care about them, to be honest. Like, I like these people for what they put out, their music, their movies or whatever. I like that. If they want to share their lives, great. I'm willing to listen. But if they don't, they don't. I don't really care who they're sleeping with. I don't care what, you know, who did what, who what said. Someone said a racial slur. I don't give a shit because, you know, they're human. They do what everyone else does. Everyone makes mistakes. So who cares? Right. I would agree. Yeah. Um, so what, what are you up to these days? Well, I'm working on my second novel. Um, it's it's a continuous, it's a series, trying to get it edited. And then I'm also um, producing a, a, a workbook that I've done with lots of my students um, on self-balancing career and family, finding a balance in life that, that brings you joy. So um, hopefully the, the workbook will be out. It's like a, it's a self-help book. should be out um, by the beginning of the year. And um, the novel probably in about six months. That's awesome. I didn't. I didn't ask you, but is is there a name for your specific type of learning disability you have? Um. If no, I've never been. I, they have not diagnosed me. And when I, I'm old, so they didn't do diagnoses back then. They just set you, you know, set you in a corner if you acted bad. Okay. <laughs> so I've never gone. You know, I, I, if I, I would say it's probably ADHD, and maybe a little bit of. Um, dyslexia uh, I'm not sure at what level and then um, then like I said I have scoliosis and other right. physical disabilities gotcha yeah I, I have a few friends and a few people I've had on the show with scoliosis so I'm well aware mm -hmm. of that um, were you the, I'm not trying to give your age but were you the generation that got hit by rulers in school <laughs> yeah my, rulers mom, my mom did so <laughs> yeah 
against rulers' battles. They, they did it. Yes, they. It was not illegal back then. Hey, it's a, it's a side note, but like, can you imagine the things that went on in your generation? Because there's some things in my generation, like even like people were still allowed to. I'm 34, 35 now. People like for half of my life, people could still smoke on a plane. So there's certain right. things in life, and like I'm sure there's way more for you. Like, like obviously hitting kids with rulers uh, in class to just point. Like you can't even you can't even say Merry Christmas anymore, let alone touch a kid. So it we've gotten to such a crazy place now. And again, and, and some things have changed for the good. Don't get me wrong, but there are some things where it's just like sometimes a kid just does need to get hit. I hate to say it because I I needed to get hit because there was times I just was a brat. And, you know, I, I didn't get hit by teachers, but I got hit by my mom. And there was times where I was like, I, you know, she sent me to anger management classes, which I don't know if they really helped. But, it, it, you know, I was dealing with a lot. But still, I, you know, there was times where I'd act out. I'd throw things or whatever. And I would just, whatever. And I, I needed to be hit. And I just could imagine, like, especially for you growing up in those times. Like, I don't know. That, like, obviously, there's there's a difference between hitting and, and you know, sexually assaulting yes, and things it, like that. There's definitely a difference between babbling and and abuse, you know, um, people can take it too far, and that, that's I think the problem is if you if you if you didn't put some limitations, people would take it. Especially if they're angry, they're going to take it too far, you know. So it's better just not to, um, especially if you're in in that kind of a mode. Yeah, and I guess because I mean one of the good things with the internet, a lot of this stuff is some of the stuff that was hidden, just a lot of. The, you know, especially when it comes to kids being sexually assaulted and things like in churches and schools, a lot of that stuff is now coming to the light. But it's like that was just like, oh, well, you just didn't talk about it. And it's like, no, right. no now we talk about it because it needs to. So some things have really changed for the good. It's just they kind of get overshadowed by all the negative crap that has come out from the Internet and just where, where we're headed, where everyone's offended by everything and all that. But. Ah, you know, it's life. I mean, you just take the good with the bad, I suppose. But, you know, right. and it's just kind of adjusting. And again, having a disability, we're kind of, we find our own ways to adjust. So it's like, you know, it's 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 not hard for me to do anymore. I just kind of do it. I just kind of right. morph myself into whatever shape I have to, and I'll I'll make that piece fit. Um, exactly. Yeah. Uh, do you, I, I don't know if you said it, do you have any websites or anything where you can promote your book and so people can sure. see it? it um, anybody's interested in, in learning more about me, they can go to Rhonda, R-H-O-N-D-A, Parker, P-A-R-K-E-R, Taylor, T-A-Y-L-O-R.com. That's my website. And then all my social media follows the same thing, RhondaParkerTaylor.com. And I'd be glad to, you know, engage with anybody. My, my book's on the website there um also it's on amazon bam and barnes and noble um any major bookstore or even independent bookstores you can go into the independent bookstores and they can order it if they don't have it on their shelf sure awesome uh last question like were you always this kind of like upbeat and positive is this like something that's like you know passed down from your family or like what are you always like this i think i think so because um one of our family slogans is if it's meant to be it's up to me Okay. And um, my that and that comes from my father. You know, he, he would always say, "If it's meant to be, it's up to me." And he, so, and then he would the other slogan that we always say is, "Every day is great." So, if you can say that to yourself and you have these kind of affirmations, then yeah, I think you your your outlook on things um, kind of changes and shifts, even if it's a bad day. Sometimes I just name it. This is a bad, crappy day. Thank you, you know. Thank you, Lord, for a terrible day, you know. And then go on and say, but every day is great, you know. And and every day that you that you're able to successfully accomplish, then it is great because not everybody has that. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you. I thank you for coming on. I really appreciate your time. I I, I thank you for having me, and I hope everybody out there has a blessed day. You too. You keep in touch. Okay. All right, thank you. You have a good day. You too. Goodbye. Hi, everybody. I'm sorry. My brain fog is kicking my ass. I got a small headache and just, I probably should have canceled this, but it went well. I just, not a big fan of me in this episode, but it is what it is. And just, I was kind of pretty sharp yesterday, but, you know, I got to get a hold of this mental fog or brain fog shit because it's, it's, it's just I'm running right into it. I'm tripping over myself and can't access certain word and losing my train of thought and ugh, it's awful. 
Um, but either way, um, positivity all day, baby. Um, yes, I made that rhyme on purpose. My sweet boy is Boleto. Hi, handsome. You are laying. I'm not going to have him purr for you because he's, he's all, his eyes are closed. He looks so cute in his big old fur ball. He's wrapped up in a little ball there. Um, but yeah, everything's going all right. Uh, staying really positive. Um, still pursuing the next job in my life. Uh, we'll see where, where that headed. And I have a job interview coming up. Uh, problem is this, ep- this episode's coming out later, so I shouldn't even talk about this. So by then, by the time this, oh, this episode will be out for a, it won't be out for a while. So uh, I'll have to do something in between to kind of update you guys. But um, yeah, thank you for being with me here, guys. I'm babbling. I really am losing my like my mind is just going off the rails. So uh, forgive me. Uh, it's just it's killing me right now. Um, but thank you for being on this show with me. Uh, I love you guys. I love the support. Please reach out, comment, like, subscribe, share, and all that. Because um, it really could help somebody. It obviously helps me, helps the show um, to, to grow. And so many people are afraid to kind of just, you know, take an effort to share something to someone. But it can definitely help somebody. And not only me, but help someone who's just struggling. So please, please, uh, if you are struggling out there, hang in there. If you're listening to this, I hope it helps you. And um, I'm here for you. If you need anything, reach out. Come find me. It's my blurred opinion on TikTok and Instagram. So, all right, guys. See you next week. All right. Bye, everyone.